Hello, you wonderful, beautiful people. It's Kev here. It's, uh, I'm recording this on Saturday. Things are falling off the table already. Um, as you will have seen, I have coronavirus as it stands. I think I'm getting towards the end of it, which is fun. Uh, but I'm still not in any state to sit down and do a full episode. So what I'm going to do is not do that. Yes. I'm going to instead, today you're going to have a bit of a bumper episode of two old episodes. You remember when we spoke to Ethna Brown? Yes, a proper Broadway star she is indeed. And um, she's been in Blood Brothers, she's been in all this carry-on, loads of stuff, dead good stuff. But she's also had her first share of the paranormal. So me and Becca had a nice chat with her a few months back, a good few months back, maybe last year in fact. So you're going to hear that two episodes back to back. And why not? Nice little break. And then I will be back with you, hopefully singing and dancing again. Well, you know, no one wants to hear me sing nor dance, but you know what I mean. Um, the following week. I managed to struggle out a rambling Patreon today, which is a good thing, but there's no way I could do a standard episode and do it any justice. So, um, until next time, this is the wonderful Ethna Brown. Take care of yourselves and have a fantastic 2022. Now, our special, very special guest is Liverpool native and West End star, Ethna Brown. Now, Ethna is a Liverpool native, as I say. Um, she had a very successful run in the West End, playing one of the lead roles in Blood Brothers, which is a Willie Russell play. And she went then on to Soap Stardom. She was in Brookside, East End, uh, sorry, Brookside, Emmerdale, and she's about to go into Coronation Street. She's a bit of a soap legend. She's done all bar East Enders, but I'm sure it'll come. Anyway, um, and we sat, how we met Ethna was, you know, when me and Becca were delivering those food parcels a while back, well, the guy who runs that charity, he held like a thank you meal for everyone who'd done it. And Ethna was there. We started talking about ghosts and she then let slip. Well, do you know that the flat I lived in, in Liverpool city centre, on an old street named Hope Street, was very haunted. Poltergeist the lot. We were like, no, but do tell us more. And she started to tell us and we were like, well, hold on, stop telling us. Can you come to the flat and tell us for an episode? And she was like, yeah, I can do that. So that's what we've done. So this episode... And Wednesday's episode will be us, me and Becca, and Ethna Brown talking about her haunted flat. Now, this episode will be focused mainly on the flat, and Wednesdays, we don't need to talk about ghosts. Uh, still will be rather spooky, but it's a conversation with Ethna as well. And both episodes were brilliant. Really want to thank Ethna for taking the time out of her very, very busy schedule to pop along to our little flat, um, which she doesn't think is haunted, by the way. How dare she? And uh, tell us all about her ghosties, which was wonderful. Beautiful lady, inside and out. Very nice to meet her. Uh, also, I will say that uh, for our lucky, lucky Patreons, Ethna being a Liverpool celebrity, she has actually got to meet, sit down and have readings with two of Liverpool's famous psychics slash mediums. One, none other than the infamous Derek Acora. Derek, now deceased, of course. He was big on Most Haunted. If uh, you've ever watched Most Haunted, he was the psychic medium from the first few, well, I think the first 10 series or seasons. And um, Ethna tells us all about the reading that she had off uh, Derek Acora and also the reading she had off Billy Roberts, another very famous Liverpool medium who's been on a few American shows, I believe. Well, anyway, she tells us all about that in the Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber... You will be loving listening to that because it's quite interesting. We do get into good chats about it. Uh, in the meantime, if you're not, but you would like to be, then you need to go along to www.patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts or click the link in the description of the podcast and you can go sign up and join in all at the party over there. Anyway, without further ado, I give you the inimitable Ms. Ethna Brown. So, I thought we'd start officially. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Um, as mentioned on last week's show, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, we have the wonderful Ethna Brown with us. And I didn't reveal her name last time because I wanted to be a bit of a surprise. But she's done... I mean, we'll speak to Ethna now and we'll go over everything she's actually accomplished, which is loads. And uh, she's done the trifecta now of British soaps, haven't you? So you've done Brookside, mm -hmm. Coronation Street, Emmerdale. Mm. Um, I think it's only EastEnders that you need to get yourself on, isn't it? Now? <laughs> yeah. I always wanted, when I was doing Brookside, 
I always wanted, like, Sheila Grant, Chrissy Rogers, who I played on Brookside, mm. and, say, another character, to just be in the back of shot in that pub on EastEnders. <laughs> you know, yeah, we like used to have London away down. days. Yeah, we yeah. used to have those away days, didn't you? Yeah. The, the, you know. And I just think, oh, wouldn't it be great if the three of us were just in the back of the shop <laughs> yeah. at the Queen Vic yeah, with a load of amazing. shopping bags? So you're going on back onto Corrie, aren't you? Onto Corrie Institute. I've, uh, this, is the first, been... this is the first time I've been on it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is, the first, um, this is the first time I've been on it. Um, and it's funny that we're here to talk about ghosts because I did go for an audition to, for Coronation Street mm. and it was to be Les Dennis's wife. Oh, really? But I knew before I got there, even though it was a good audition, that I wasn't going to get it. Just a, sim a sign or a oh. knowing? Or... Because I bumped into Derek Cora. No! <laughs> I bumped no into Derek Cora on, on the... Uh, uh, you know, before just before I went in, he was filming there. I said, "All right, Ethna, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going for a, I'm going for an audition in Coronation Street, yeah. Derek. Yeah." And he just looked at me, and his eyes went up to heaven for a moment. Came and I went, "Right, oh, okay." <laughs> I remember, well, I'm not getting that then. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it was it just it was like one of those where he just had a little listen to his voices. Yeah, to Sam. And it, and it was it's Sam, well, Sam was like that. No, she's not. No, no that was funny. Um, but I'm just going into it. Uh, it's one episode, fingers crossed. Four more because I had a really lovely time when I was there. Um, and I'm the mother of the prostitute. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. Who is a gorgeous girl? I never actually had a scene with her, but our paths crossed as I was leaving and she was oh, coming okay. in. And she was so lovely. Oh, I hope they bring you back. And oh. really, no, she was. And she texted me. She texted me that night, you know. Did she uh, really? Who, yeah. who was the. Because uh, I've lost track of it now. Like, yeah. We never watched it. I used to watch it with my dad's all the time because my sister yeah, is a soap addict. Yeah. Um, but since we've lived together, I've stopped watching them. Yeah. yeah. Vicky and Dan. Right. Dan is. Um, Mr. Barlow's son, I think, and his um, his wife died and left him with a young baby, mm. and he pay play he pays sorry my daughter to dress up in his wife's clothes. Wow! Yeah, Ken Barlow's son. Yeah. Ah, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, so. interesting. <laughs> and obviously, you you initially um because we, we met Ethna just for the interest of, of some backstory. The we, what we used to do when me and Becca worked. Worked. When we volunteered for kind, mm. the de delivering food parcels and stuff, yeah. the guys know about that because we'd sometimes record episodes yeah. in the car and normally have a fight. Yeah, as we were delivering. Um, but <laughs> the, the guy who runs is Steve, and he, he ran a charity thank you, didn't he, sort yeah. of event. Mm. And Ethna came and gave um, a few performances from the likes of Shelley Valentine, yeah. is it? Yeah. And he also wrote an amazing poem as well. And, mm. and I was like saying to Becca, well, when you got up, I said, I know we're from Rookside. Yeah. And, uh, as you do, yeah. and then we got talking towards yeah. the end of the night because yeah. um, Stephen bought a load of copies of the book as well. He did, yeah, he had to sign them, didn't he? And he had to sign them, yeah, which is dead awkward. Some of it, but um, anyway, but then we got talking to <laughs> Ethna at the end of the night, we, and Ethna then said she's got um, some history with the old supernatural. Mm -hmm. But before we go into that, you obviously we found out on that night that you've obviously you've also got a lot of um, you found your your what's the what do you call it? You found your in the door with um, Broadway sort of stuff, didn't it? Was it? Blood it, was, it was Blood Brothers. It was Blood Brothers. It was the very first uh, time Blood Brothers sort of hit a major stage. It had been done as, um, um, you know, a youth theatre play yeah. first. And then, so this was the very first time it was up and running from the Playhouse. Mm -hmm. Barbara Dixon was the lead. Yeah. Um, Andrew Schofield, who lots of people know from yeah, Liverpool, yeah, the other yeah. wonderful Andrew Schofield. Worked with loads since, thank goodness. Um, another really good friend of mine was also in that, Davy Edge. He's a wonderful um, musician mm -hmm. and also appeared with him um, on stage um, a few times. A few times. So, so there were lots of wonderful people in that. And that was the very first time I'd actually been on stage professionally anywhere. Oh, wow. Right. Who so, did you play? I was in the chorus and then, um, you know... One night, when Barbara wasn't well enough to go on stage, I had to go on in her place. But then she wasn't well at all, and so I did over 50 shows amazing. in the West End. In the West End. In the West oh, End. As, that, that was the first job. 
That was the first job. It's so, not bad for a first proper oh, no. role, is it? Sorry. What was her role? The, the role she was Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. She was the Johnson. mother of the twins. Talk about the deep end then, Mrs. Oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Oh, she was yeah. the lead, yeah. Wow. That's the, the yeah. B lead role. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is really. I mean, so, you know what I said to Becca, though? Interestingly, I've, I've seen Blood Brothers kind of piecemeal. Mm. So I went to one um, showing of it in The Empire. Mm. And um, Dean Sullivan, Jimmy Corkle. Is it Dean Sullivan? Whoever played Jimmy Corkle in Brookside, mm. he was the narrator at the one in the Empire. Um, and I, I just couldn't get my head around it because I just you were, knew... You were quite young, weren't yeah, you? I was about, yeah, I was about... I mean, I'm 41 yeah. now. I was about maybe Child. 19, 20, yeah. 21. So Too old for the years at that point. Yeah, anyway, really. 20, yeah. 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And I remember I couldn't get my head around it. It was Jimmy Corkle doing the voice. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I was in pleats. So, because he walk, he was walking round the set, you know, like like on an upper tier, yeah. and looking down whilst they were paused, and yeah. he was like, two brothers from different," <laughs> and I was like, "It's Jimmy Corkle," and I couldn't stop laughing, and I was like, "I can't, I can't take it serious." Yeah. And also, uh, I just wanted to go out on the ale as you do. So I yeah. think we left halfway through to go on the piss, and then, and um, and then um, I caught the second half yeah. because I arrived late for another show, and we decided to go for a drink prior. And didn't realise we missed half of the performance. Yeah. So I have seen it, but right. with two completely different casts. So who are the Mrs. Johnsons? Can you remember? No, no of course no. not. No, no, no. What did she have to do with anything? Jimmy <laughs> oh, Corkle. She was only yeah, but I know, but she was only the well. Another strange again. Um, Blood Brothers connection because mm. once it was played by Kiki D. Really? Yeah. As in, don't go breaking my heart, Kiki. Don't D. go breaking my heart, Kiki D. Now I was asked by. Um, a Liverpool medium that a lot of you know people might follow called Billy Roberts. I know Billy Roberts. I've yeah. Got a book of it over there. Yeah. Well, Billy Roberts asked me to speak, um, you know, uh, at his wedding, mm. um, and then I was invited along to the the do afterwards at the I think it was the Hillbark Hotel and it was all terribly posh and gorgeous and stuff, and very nice, happy, friendly day, and. Kiki D and her guitarist were the after-show entertainment, as it were. Really? So we were all there, and she was getting everybody to sing, and it was How Sweet It Is To Be Loved By You. That was oh. it. So it's like, I remember the song. And she just walked towards me, and I wasn't bellowing or doing Listen To Me or anything like that. She yeah. just walked towards me, pointed at me, picked my hand and said, come up, come sing oh, with me, really? come sing with me. And she said, Billy had told me that another, you know... Another Mrs. Johnson was was one of the guests, and oh, I was wow. doing a reading at the wedding. She said, "I just heard your voice. It was clean, clear. I just heard Mrs. Johnson, and so I ended up getting up and, and you know singing oh, with Kiki. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I can do harmonies and stuff like that with that, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I just sang with Kiki D. But that was that was another odd Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Johnson that. twist. Yeah. I, I Mrs. J's the together. But you see, but isn't that random? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. random. Because I mean, let's, I'll be perfectly honest. If you had to say. What would even be the odds of two people being in the, in the same city who played Mrs. Johnson yeah. on who? stage in Blood Brothers? Yeah. You'd say oh, yeah. minuscule, wouldn't you? Let yeah. alone being at the same wedding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and now we've got a brag because Ethna Brown's read our books. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, I have. So that's yeah. one for... Uh, I know, yeah. Save, I'll be yeah. telling everyone that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be yeah. passing it on to her friends. Yeah. Wow, amazing. I like that. Um, so, mm. let's get to the, to the crux of things. Um... When we did start chatting during that charity night, mm. you informed us, which has led to this very meeting, that you had uh, an apartment on Hope Street, one mm. of Liverpool's oldest streets, and you experienced some spooky shenanigans. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, truly. Oh, so sorry, should I have said God? is yours. <laughs> well, no, um, I was living... Um, I've always sort of lived around Sefton Park, Lark Lane area mm. since um, my son and I um, sort of moved away from the family home. Um... And when I knew I was going to have to leave the flat I lived in, um, I'd been there for about 13 odd years, you know, really, really well settled, loved it. Yeah. Hated having to leave it, but I, I had to leave. Where was that one? That was on uh, Sefton Drive, right. off Hullet Road. Really happy. Again, um, I, I'm like you two. I like space in front of me. I like yeah. air and light and what have you. So this is, I've always lived on top floor flats. And I always felt safe up there and happy seeing yeah. chimneys and tiles and blue skies. So this is the first time since um, I used to live on Bedford Street that I'd lived on the ground floor. Uh, went to look at the flat, and to be honest, I thought, oh, this is it, a flat in Hope Street. I was in my 50s, I thought, this will do me. Yeah. You know, I can walk to, I was doing a lot of work at the Royal Court in Liverpool at the time, I can walk to work, 
I can just walk along to the quarter and sit outside. Yeah. And this is where I belong. I felt really yeah. Because it's gorgeous up there. It's beautiful. It is lovely. Yeah. Well, I used to live on Bedford Street. Um, you know, when I was first away from home, and I, you know, I did love that area, the Georgian Quarter. Yeah. Felt like home to me. So this. I'd been doing quite a lot of work at the, the Royal Court, so there were a few pennies in the bank, and I thought, right, and I went into the flat and I had it all painted and gave a couple of lads a few jobs. Can you do this? Can you do that? Little, you know, shelves. And a, I won't say fitted wardrobe, that sounds posh, but, you know, yeah. it was a walk-in cupboard that... <laughs> you know, right. could, but I, I made it feel like home, uh -huh. like, yeah. to me, you know. Um, and it was quite odd. It was... Um, the front room was the bedroom, the back room, the big room... Um, was the living room, big old fireplace in there, and then you walk through, and there was sort of like an outrigger on the ground floor for your bathroom. Right. Long little little walk through kitchen, long just to give you an idea of the shape of the place. Um, and I'd not been there that long. I was all the fun of moving in, and also I was working during the day and on stage of a night rehearsing, working, you know, so it's like doing shift work, and I was hardly there to begin with. Um, and then when I spent more time there, um, I began to notice various things. I began to feel very uncomfortable. Mm. The things that I could put my finger on that happened that weren't usual, um, things fell off the wall and one big mirror fell off the wall and split my really? head open. Split yeah. your head open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the front oh, of my head. Gone. Yeah. Oh. It just hit, just came off the wall and hit me there. I wasn't moving it. I wasn't... Um, you know, I wasn't shoving anything or banging about yeah. or anything like that. Um, other things that would happen, I opened a cupboard door and a bowl, favourite bowl, shot out and smashed itself on the floor. Uh, there was, it was all confined to one area, which was the back room, the back of the, the, the flat. Front room, peaceful blue, gorgeousness, looked out onto the cathedral. Yeah. And I ended up, without realising it, spending most of my time in yeah. the bedroom. Right, yeah. Oh, in the bedroom? In the, in the in, yeah, in the, the flat, yeah. Room. Oh, sorry. The right, front, you know, the front of it, yeah. So the back room... It was very dark. It was quite dark. It was a gorgeous little garden that I had steps onto, you know, mm. a little yard and sort of thing. It had everything going for it. Um, and more and more and more, I began to feel I'm not wanted here. Well, what would you say is that was the, the sort of... Was there a time when you think that you recall as being the first moment? Or was it more like an overarching sort of... It was more of an overarching coming in and going into the back of the flat. It all mm. seemed to be space in the back of the flat. Um, I had a friend who came to rehearse with me one day, youngish man, and he walked in through the door to the back living room, dark, and he went, oh, oh, what was that? Didn't like that. Oh. Really? And he just said, I, I felt, oh, just, it was like walking through ice. Really? And there was an area where you, that's what happened. It was, you sort of felt it's there. It comes from there. Um, if I ever had to stay in that room, yeah. the living room, when yeah. I had a friend staying in, I'd give them my bedroom. Right. If I ever stayed there, you know, slept on the couch sort of thing, um, I'd have the most terrible nightmares about dropping babies, about <sighs> things dying, about... Really? Isn't that, that's quite, really a specific, that's quite a specific nightmare, though, isn't it? It's very, very... I remember it was from the... It was from a school roof, and I yeah. was dropping this baby, and it was all horrible. Um... The feeling I, I eventually got to feel was this feeling around me was female. Right. It was spiteful. I would have swear words in my head. Um, other so things... it made you angry or made, made you... No, well, just no, I would just to... like, what? Oh, hang on. Oh, no. right, okay. Yeah, it was like something would, would sort of your thoughts would be. Yeah. You know, what? Oh, that's I don't, me. That's sort of not me. That's yeah. not me. Once I came in, I'd had a lovely walk around the pier head. I'd walk back up. Sunday evening, really cool, lovely, walked in and something pushed me. Physically pushed you? Physically pushed me. Um, other things... In, in the back or the front? Yeah, in the back, in the back. As, in, as, as in I'm walking room, in, as I'm walking in, I got pushed. Through my front door, I got pushed. Wow. Like as um, if you just wanted you back out again? Oh, no, what did you it mean? Was, no, it was, yeah, pushed me in. Oh, it right. No, it oh. pushed me in. The in and out thing, um, when it became... I had to move out twice because of the damp problem that they had to keep coming back and sorting out. Right. Uh, and there was once I moved into a flat, um, back up again in the in the sort of Sefton Park area. I was told I would have to move out for a month. Yeah, from, they from sorted, the Hope Street flat. From Hope Street, I would have to move out from Hope Street. So I moved into this other flat. I was there for a month. It was on the top floor. It was white, clean, calm, quiet. Yeah. 
I said goodbye to my dad while I was living there. Oh. I'm really glad. No, no, it was a peaceful, happy, yeah. yeah. Right so it was nice and I could walk around the park and think about him and stuff um, and then I had to move back to Hope Street and about four days after I remember feeling oh god no mm -hmm. and it just came back down again like a really lowering feeling and there was nothing, I mean without trying to be overly personal yeah. there was nothing that would add to that i.e. like this is quite personal but I mean like mm -hmm. for example that what you just described there, we say there was this then feeling of to come back onto you. Mm. I get that sometimes with, for example, financial worries. Mm. Like for argument's sake, we're dealing with a, a water, not a water, sorry, an electricity company now, yeah. and they're yeah. a nightmare. And I thought it was all put to bed, and then the other, and was feeling relatively good about the situation. Mm. Then the other day, we realised that it's not, and we still need to sort out. And I felt that sort of blanket of misery come mm. back on me mm. was there nothing like that a financial situation a relationship or something that could have added to it so no. try, i'm trying to basically say i know oh, is it just the building basically it is it was the building because i would say to people as i'll say to you have you to my friends when i'd be talking about it have you ever heard me talk like this before about anywhere mm. about anything like, uh no why would I suddenly stop making? I don't. Yeah. I don't need it. I'm not like an attention seeker. I get yeah. loads. I walk out onto stage and it's like, yeah, looking at me. That's fantastic. And you paid to look at me. So I'm not somebody who goes about going, oh, well, I had that happened to you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It wasn't that at all. And in fact, the opposite. I really would play things down. Um, one of the worst things that happened was. Um, I had a neighbour living upstairs um, who could be quite problematic, yeah. although I tried to keep a good relationship, and he'd had somebody come and stay, and then there was lots of screaming and shouting from them upstairs, and I opened the hall door, in a doorway, and bags coming down the stairs, yeah. obviously a bit of a dispute going yeah, on, yeah. and I said to this person, could you just please keep it down, you know, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And it's like I was lifted up, she took hold of me and threw me down the stairs. The guy did? No, the woman. The woman did, really? <laughs> Absolutely true. And the woman did. And I'm thinking... Odd people discover. I know, but the odd thing was, I'm on stage, I'd been on stage that night and I was on stage the next night telling ghost stories right. in, in the, the beautiful concert room in St George's oh, Hall, right. yeah, yeah. Charles Dickens stories. Yeah. So it was all of that, and all I could think of bouncing down the steps was, oh, who will they get to replace me? I really <laughs> thought, you go sort of calm, don't you, when yeah, something you do, happens? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I was just thinking, who will they, they were, oh, poor Jen, who will they get to replace me? Um, and it was when a very good friend of mine pointed out, because another time, it all seemed to start getting worse and worse and worse. I went to go in one afternoon, uh, about a week earlier, this, you know, and the, I couldn't get in. The key just wouldn't work. And there was Seems no reason why I couldn't door, make the front the door, door. Front door, front door just would not work uh, into, you know, the, the, the whole building. Um, and then, you know, somebody had to come out and, you know, give me change, try the key, give me another key. It was, it was like, I have no idea yeah. why it's suddenly gone like this. Um, there'd be a problem with the lock when there hasn't been before. And as a friend pointed out, it doesn't want you in the building. It's now yeah. thrown you out. When will you... So, you know, we talked about Billy Roberts. Yeah. He came to visit. Oh, wow. He came to visit um, um, as, a, as a friend. Just to, just to interject, Take. for those who don't know, because there's mm. a lot of listeners in the States, um, Billy Roberts is a very, very well-known Liverpool medium. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of celebrity clients. He's, he, he's an exceptionally... Um, and he's not very razzmatazz with it. He's a bit of showbiz, yeah. but he's not like, you know... Uh, your Zach Bagan sort of people, or you know, even like he's less flamboyant than Derek Akora. Oh, yeah, you know, very, so. very much so. Yeah, so he's not really like showbiz in himself. Um, sorry, just to sorry. Well, no, this is to come back because I, I viewed him and his wife as friends, yeah. So, um, so they, they came around to visit me, and I think, and he saw a woman and he went to me, It's not the woman you're thinking about. And I hadn't said anything because you know, I, I always felt this, this presence. Yeah. He said, she's, she's in her own time, she's very happy to be there. He could just feel her, you know, it's like there were different veils Oh, so time. he could feel like a, he a, could see a nice person. Yeah, right. yeah, she was, you know, very, very well dressed and yeah. she's, she's in her own time and she's very happy to be there. And then also another friend who'd come, a male friend, yeah. very, you know, worked for the council. We're not, we're not talking anything, you know, show busy yeah. at all. And he said, I, I just, oh, I just thought I saw something in the kitchen. And I was like, what was that? He said, 
Well, I turned around, there was something on the floor behind me. I thought it was a dog, and then when I turned back, it had gone. And I thought, what was it like? So it was something small and spiteful. Small and spiteful. spiteful. And I went, that's exactly how yeah. it felt. Something small and spiteful. The most pathetic, nasty little things used to happen to you. You know, really, things would get you'd, you'd rip something. Or, yeah. You know, it's all of that. But this this is an interesting oh, one because, oh. like, um, I th there was a story once. I mean, funny enough, tying in with, um, like the theatre and things like that. Mm. The, I want a very very brief synopsis because I think the listeners know this and you know this story. But I once was asked to go and read for a part in a, a some sort of play somewhere, and it was a part of um, an army major. And I was like 17 or 16. But at 16, I had a bowlhead and John Lennon glasses and was thin as a rake. And um, I just had a deep voice at the time. So when I turned up for the Sergeant Major role in the Egg Cafe, it was on um, the Egg. Cafe Tabac. Yeah, top I know. Of, yeah, yeah. Bowl Street there. And um, I go in and we sit down and it was like a different sort of cafe then. It's a bit bohemian now and quite trendy. It was like this, they get free cups of tea out of the homeless mm. and stuff like that then. And um, we were all sat around in this group. Uh, long story short, the guy who wrote the play, Mark, he's introducing everyone around the circle. And he says, um, and Steve does the music, and he gestures to the left of me. And there's a fella to the left of me, so I like nod. We carry on then, because I'm obviously into it. When we've done the play sort of stuff, I say, does anyone believe in ghosts? We start talking about ghosts, mm. getting all spooky. And then we leave, and they're all from Kirby, so they all go one way towards Central. And I was the only one from Heighton, so I said, no, I'm going to Lime Street. And this Steve fella came out. He hadn't said a word all night. He came out, he went, um, you from Heighton? He said, I'm from Bluebell. He said, do you want a lift? I went, yeah, go on then. So we get in his car, and he says, so do you believe in ghosts and all that? He said, yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, and he says, right. And he's, he's umming and ahhing whether he should tell me this thing. Mm -hmm. And he says, right, well, he says, see, I went to Glastonbury with the kids, he said, and I was filming the kids on my camera. He said, and one of the kids noticed there was people moving around the tour. They could see it, which is like a hill in Glastonbury. Mm -hmm. um, and they could see like these little white figures, he said. So I started filming them and zoomed in and then just went back to the kids. He said, and when I played the tape back, when I got home, he said, the moment I zoom in, the tape on the screen flips upside down, it's black and white, and it's a video of us holding the camera. He said, and, uh, and I was like, that's amazing. He says, yeah. So then he says, since then, he said, all these things have started happening. He said, we've had um, an envelope arriving through the front door just with fingernails in it. He said, we've had a message saying... It's grim. Yeah, we've had a message saying, mm. um, you don't know what you've seen. You've interrupted something you shouldn't. Um, he said, my daughter's seen a white figure in her room. I've had a bolt of lightning come through the window. All this stuff. Mm. And he's getting more and more het up as he's talking. Mm. To the point where I'm starting to freak out. Um and he's then start and all this up to this point I'm like this is all paranormal this is dead weird mm. but then he starts saying things like and there's a point to this story so he starts saying things like and you know then you'd be driving along and the registration in front of you would be the initials of your arch nemesis um, you know and it'd be doing it just to wind you up and I'm starting to think that's not paranormal mm. mate that's paranoia mm. and then he started to go down the paranoia route yeah to the point where when he, I said on height lane before we actually got to my house, I said, I'll get out here. And he pulled over the car, stopped the engine, and turned to me and was like, you're not going to tell anyone, are you? Because I wouldn't like it to pass on to them. And I was like, no, no, I promise, I promise. So that passed it on to you? Allegedly. So I then got out of the car, and I ran home saying <laughs> the Hail Mary. I was that yeah. terrified. I used press. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But my point of it being, the point of that whole story was... Mm. You know you're not the special guest, do you? I know, yeah. I realised halfway through, you look at me and say, come on. <laughs> 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 When um when you were just about to say then the most petty things would start to happen, oh, yes. like you'd rip jeans or you'd rip oh, clothes or whatever. Do you think that was down to this, or could mm. it have been one of those situations where anything that went wrong you would then tag on this? No, because I I, I was in a I was in a place where I was happy. Yeah. Financially, everything was okay. My son and I, marvellous. You know, he'd come and stay at the flat and, you know, en enjoy the ambience there and be able to visit his mates who live in the area. So it was... It, I wasn't looking for anything. Right. And I was working really hard as well. I was tired. You know, I could yeah. sometimes yeah. be tired and it'd be like, oh, no. I used to have... Um, I used to have, you know, um, singing bells. And oh, I used to, like... 
Tibetan singing yeah. bowl. So I used to like to bing my singing bowl. I was living on my own. Bing my singing bowl. Um, this is before I moved there. And I'd just like go through the people I, you know, I love and think about and just wish them well and mm -hmm. that'd be a nice peaceful thing at the end of the night and then, you know, right up top. Uh, just that little thing. I'm not religious. Mm. Um, although, yeah, I was, obviously, I was brought up uh, Catholic, you know. Yeah. One of seven children. Yeah. And um, so I was. I wasn't. I. I didn't. Um, I didn't follow a religion. Mm. I like places. I'm drawn to places that um, have spiritual sort of places. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual. That would. That's how I'd, I'd. I'd put it. So I would have all of this. That whole thing disappeared in Hope Street. I just felt like if I'd pick the bowl of it, like, put me down. I don't yeah. want this. I mean, the inter when you said about your mm. friend seeing something said, oh, it's spiky and spiteful. Small. Yeah. It's interesting to, to to look at something and say, that's spiteful. That must be a feeling because you can't yeah. see spiteful. You can't see spite, can you? Like no, that's a good point. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a visual, is it? It's no, a not at all. Spiteful. So, and given that that's exactly what you'd yeah. conclude yeah, yourself yeah. as well. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. So we that that's how it felt. Mm. Um, I've never lived in a place before. I was only there for 18 months. I had to leave. Yeah. And I'd put a fair amount of money into doing it up yeah. and yeah. me walking cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I miss it. Um, so it was never... I've not been a, you know, a casual, flitty person. Wherever I've lived, I've lived for, you know, like 13 years or seven years yeah, or whatever. put down roots. Put down roots, yeah. Um, so so that's, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it was like when... The way I left, how I left, because after the throwing down the stairs business, yeah, um, and then the house began to get more and more uncomfortable to live in, and the flat was like, the people I'd gone to stay with mm. when the, um, all the damp work was being done, I had, to, I had to move out twice. I stayed in the Adelphi for a week, another really? fortnight. Yeah, I had to stay in the Adelphi. Um, and it was, it was things, who else has found slugs in their bathroom? And it was when I found a worm, and I just oh thought, my God. oh no, yeah. this is just... And it was freezing. It was one of the coldest places I've ever lived. Really? Um, you, you would be like, you know, if you had to go through, because you'd have to walk from the bedroom at the front right the way to the bathroom, right at the back of this outlet. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, dear. No, <laughs> no. And also, that I would have to pass through that room. Yeah, I was just thinking that as you said that. It was a beautiful room, you know. It had a beautiful painted ceiling. Yeah. All the lovely features were still there. A massive big fireplace. It was plants and stuff. And it was, you know, candles and... It what you wanted. I, I mean, it was a, I you love know, those buildings. Yeah. yeah, I did. I've always been happier, and I've never, I've never lived anywhere modern. Yeah. You know, so it's not even as though it's like oh, it was an old building. I felt a bit. I've yeah. always loved the ancient, and uh, it it would be, I, as I came into the flat, if I had to go through into that room, I'd do that. I'd turn my head away and switch the light on first. Right. Right. You know, okay. like a child. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. a kid going up the stairs. Oh, I can't go. Yeah. You know, I'm in my fifties. What? Yeah, that? that's interesting. And you've never had anything like that previous, like in, in, in places you've lived? Not in places I've lived, no. No, no, I hadn't at all. Isn't that interesting? And it's, what the, th the key thing that really jumps out is it's, it's two things. One, you say it's a woman. Mm. Um, mm. And it's those dreams for me. They're quite specific, aren't they? They're not yeah. like, I. you're not saying I had nightmares. You're saying I had specific nightmares about dropping a child. Oh, yeah. Off a roof. Yeah. So it, it makes you think... You know, and also just to ask because you used to live on Rodney Street, didn't you? Well, on, on Pilgrim, Pilgrim Street. Street yeah. Oh. And your flat front, was um, in the back, Street. wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you should, the entrance should have been on Pilgrim Street, but they started building something there, so the entrance you had to go through the back, through the flat on Rodney Street. Yeah. Go. But your Pilgrim Street flat was we we equated it to it would would have been the servants' quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had like a little maze you know. To, to the, I'm just wondering, was that a similar? Could that have been a servants' place it, originally? Or downstairs, downstairs, there was. That's where the kitchen was, and yeah, know, that was all still open. The basement. That's where all the damp came from. Really? That's where she was. There's there was nothing in the basement. Yeah, there was there was things stored down there. You right. know. Oh, there was, there was, I was chill thinking about the basement. Oh, oh yeah, no, the, the guy, and, and you could um, you could also get get into the garden from the basement as well. You know, um, the people who lived on the top floor, and the people, the, the guy who lived on the floor above me. They would go down to the basement if they wanted to get into the garden area, the back yeah. to do stuff, you know. And things were stored there, you know. Yeah. But so, can I just ask mm -hmm. where on Hope Street? You don't have to give us the number. I may ask for that off off air, but um, because we know that area, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering. Yeah. For listeners who don't know, Hope Street is this really nice street in the Georgian oh, Quarter, but it's yeah. actually bookended by both the cathedrals in Liverpool. So at yeah. one end you've yeah. got the Anglican, you literally walk down Hope Street, no other street, and you hit the Catholic, Catholic Cathedral. cathedral yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. If you have Parliament Street behind you, 
and the Anglican Cathedral on your left as you walk up Hope Street, the beginning of Hope Street. Yeah. I was in that first block there. Before you hear Husky. On the right, opposite the arts. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. On, on the right, opposite the... <laughs> opposite the graveyard. Um, <laughs> no, which I think St. James's Gardens. Okay. So my yes. flat was yeah. at St. James's Gardens. Yeah. So, you know, Parley down that way. Yeah. Tocky Library there. Yeah. You see, look, I just, you know, I could walk over to Toxteth Library, change mm -hmm. my books. And yeah. I... The, the people in the shops were mates. I had, for the first time in ages, because when you live in big old houses, um, you, you don't often see neighbours. You don't see people, you know, because yeah. everybody's moving at different times. Um, once when I was living in Sefton Drive, um, the doorbell went, and there was a guy in you standing in front of me with a parcel. I went, my God, what are you doing here? He went, I live next door. <laughs> and I went, how long have you lived there? He went, two years. <laughs> So so this yeah. was, before I'd even gone into the flat, there was a lovely woman lived two doors along. She saw me looking over the railings. Well, oh, you, do you want to come in? Come and have a cup of coffee, love. Oh. And then next door to her, next door to me, there was an old chap, Brian, who used to give me his parking permits, you know. Yeah. And then on the other side, wonderful, wonderful people, lovely ladies, and come and come in for a cup of coffee. I had neighbours. I wanted to be there. So yeah. I really just, wanted to be there. Yeah. Because when you first spoke about moving in, mm -hmm. it was all really positive. You know, yeah, you were looking yeah, forward yeah, yeah. to it. You loved it. You were decorating it. You were excited about it. It was yeah. perfect for work, perfect oh. location, loved yeah. it. But then when you spoke about moving away for a month while the, the mm. library looks at the dam, you said, and then I had to move back. And it's just really at that twist, yeah. you know, how that I changed. Yeah, I had yeah. to move back. Had Rather than because you were so positive about going into it in the first yeah. place. And that's a real nugget. That was how yeah. I had to go back. I had to go back. Because that, that was the second time. And um, the thing being, when I knew I sort of had to leave after I'd been thrown out down the front steps, mm -hmm. bounced down the steps of Hope Street sort of thing, that's when I thought, no, this house, the chaos and everything now, it's not worth it anymore. I'm never at rest. I'm never calm. Yeah. I'm never... Um, and I felt like I was carrying something with really? me. Really? You know, when I left. Mm. That's not a nice feeling, is That's it? That's not a nice feeling. I mean, no. I'm amazed by it and I love that feeling because, on someone else. Yeah. Because it makes me very if I was No, if I was carrying something nice with me. Yeah. It's like sometimes I've got the feeling about my mum around me or something like that. I'm very open yeah. to thinking, oh, lovely, you know. I was having a quite a serious operation. Uh, I was in the women's, and just before I turned over the night before the operation, I just felt my mum. Oh. And I don't know whether people believe me or not. That doesn't matter to me. Oh, no, yeah, That's no, how I felt, I so that was lovely. In the slightest, yeah. whether you believe. So it's just like I know the feeling of warmth and, you know, yeah. all of that. Oh, that's good, a good, a yeah. good point. Yeah, so you've got something to compare it to. Basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was like... Bleh, bleh. So also, you know, I'm just thinking as well, mm? it may not... Be, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know whether it's just... Anyway... The St James's Gardens. Mm. Where that's where, for the listeners, that's where we've done a Halloween special from. Yeah, we've done yeah. a yeah. recording so. in there. Respectful one, but recording there. Mm. But anyway, the some of those apartments have tunnels underneath that go to the graveyard because mm. they were sold on the premise that you know that was part of the deal. You, you can go, you can go, you can walk underneath to your family crypt. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if that could be one of them. Also, the black magic societies that were around there at the time. What? Oh yeah. Have a little look into that. Yeah. Really? Well, if you think this? about it. Well, no, when you think about it, you know, the Victorians, that yeah. they had a real interest, didn't they, in the supernatural? Yeah, and the, and the, the, you know, that's when you, your tables with your lovely, you know, um, tablecloths and things yeah, starting to move and stuff like that. And seances and stuff like that. They, they sort of happened then. So I always had the feeling it was a, something left over from something else. I don't know. So someone's called something in sort of thing, maybe. And I got, I got landed with it. She, she didn't like me. Yeah. She didn't like me, and it was as simple as that. And I'd, I'd be like, oh, can leave off. Yeah. Did you feel you like feel it was like... personal? Did you feel like yeah. it was you, like that she might be all right with someone else, but she just did She didn't like women to... much. Right, okay. There was a, there's another beautiful actress I've worked with who's full of joy, joy, joy. You know, she's, yeah. uh, we did um, Brick Up the Tunnels together, and uh, she came in, and she was somebody else, so she was just walking through, oh, how's that happened? And all of a sudden, there's a, she's caught, and there's a rip, and it was like, and she gave me a beautiful angel yeah. that sat in my mantelpiece that flew off. Really? It just, I mean, it really, literally did fall off. I didn't push it. It wasn't balancing. It wasn't a tiny little wobbly bit of wood. Yeah. It fell off, and it broke.
Hello, all you wonderful and beautiful people. It is, of course, time for a Wednesdays. We don't need to talk about ghosts. However, as was explained on Sunday's episode, it is, in fact, part two of the interview we carried out with Ethna Brown. Yes, it is. So we kind of do talk about ghosts in it, so it's a bit of a lie to say we don't need to talk about ghosts, when, in essence, we are talking about ghosts. You get the gist. Anyway, this is part two of the Ethna Brown interview. Don't forget, we also done a Patreon special with Ethna where we discussed the fact that she'd had tarot readings and psychic readings from none other than Derek Cora and Billy Roberts. That's up on the Patreon page, and if you'd like to go and listen to that, you need to become a member of our Patreon. You need to go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. There'll also be a link in the show notes. Anywho, in the meantime and in between time, this is part two of our interview with the wonderful, the delectable, the delightful, Ethna Brown. And she gave me a beautiful angel. Yeah. That's that my Michael piece. That flew off. Really? It just, I mean, it really, literally did fall off. I didn't push it. It wasn't balancing. It wasn't a tiny little wobbly bit of wood. Yeah. It fell off and it broke. What about, like, did, did you ever hear, did you ever hear noises in there that you, you couldn't attribute to things. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. No, no, just... no, no, I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't an odd noise place. Um, yeah. That I can, that's not what stays with me about it. It was how it actually felt. Yeah. Um, the things that physically moved and um, were broken and, you know, the whole sort of, uh, who wants to walk into their beautiful home and suddenly start feeling yeah. fear? Well, you know what, this is this is the thing, and again, the guys on the show know about this, but I'll, um, you don't, so, and I'll be very brief with it, but, um, we, I've spoken often that I think there's something potentially in this flat, we've, we've had mm. a few weird things. There's not something. Becca's a sceptic, so. Uh, yeah, but also, there's nothing in this flat. Well, anyway, so we were both stood in the kitchen once. <laughs> we were stood in the kitchen, but <laughs> just said, Becca's right. Yeah, she's <laughs> just, that's all, judged it with her hands in it, yep, she's right. But well, we, we were both stood in the kitchen once, wasn't we, we were talking away, mm-hmm. and, it was an, an older tap than that. It was like a lever mm. tap. And as we're talking, the tap, we turn around, we both see it. The tap no, just comes we didn't. on. No, we did an exaggeration. That, that, this story has evolved and evolved from yeah. the very first. Yeah. Oh, I like it. it. Once upon a time, there was a tap. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on from here. So, anyway, I mean, you disagree that that's the version of events. I say it is that version of events. But your point what we is... Do, what we agree on is that the tap came on. Right. So, the, But the point is... I was all over it at first, mm. and because I'm, I'm a you know I'm a believer, I'm a big fan. I was like, exciting. I was like, this is amazing. But then it dawned on I, I got a genuine sense of this isn't all right. I thought if if there is something that's that's I, I got terrified, and I started to see. I'm not saying this is why you've done it, but I started to see why people would want it there to be a rational explanation. Mm. Because I thought it's all very well and good a tap just coming on, but that also means I'm sharing this flat with something that has the power to move things around without anything to do with what I say. Water. And you freak yourself out. Yeah. Water. I used to have water problems. Oh, really? Not physically myself, (laughs) just to make that plain. But things with water. And that's still, to this day, there's a water thing that, you know. That's interesting. I suddenly started from um, never having it before to have problems where water was concerned in in my in the homes yeah, in my yeah. home yeah. and you know that feeling of bringing some something with you do you feel like you've you've got rid of it now not fully really mm, no 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 I, I mean it, i think it's a sort of lesson but there, there are moments when i would just say oh for goodness sakes it would be it's not um it's diminished yeah. It's diminished. Mm. If that was the source of where it was and, you know, and it came, something ever, whatever came. I did feel like I, I, I had an attachment to carry out on me. Yeah. Right. But mm. that's a, a... Not nice. No, and there's, um, I can't remember the name of it, but that's, it's not very well known Western-wise, that idea that you're mm. carrying something from one place to another as an mm. attachment. But in Japanese folklore, mm. it's a, they've got a term for it which escapes me now, but there's loads of, old drawings and, and carvings and stuff of a, a man or a woman walking around with like a skeletal figure on yep. the back and it's that idea that you've yep. carried an attachment with you or something it's just took a fancy to you the incubus or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, well, like yeah, yeah the incubus and succubus are the, the sexual there, that's it, yeah. sort of nighttime demons yeah um was it when you moved to the next place was that okay was that nice and well or was it yeah. sinister yeah it, no the next place was where i'd actually stayed 
you know, when oh, the when I was oh, where I'd moved out to because they yeah. they they became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they were away most of the time I was there, and they were a family with three growing children and a dog. And um, and I I'd, I'd met them when I um, lived at Sefton Drive. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were friends of the people who lived there. Yeah. So they were like, oh, come and stay with us. You know, when I was looking for somewhere to camp out to, and I was trying various places, I didn't want to go back to Delphi. Yeah. And um, and then they just said, um, you know, we kept in touch, and when they heard about things going wrong again, and uh, they just went, look, our, the person who's living in our flat is moving out in autumn, you yeah. know, whenever. Why don't you move in? Mm. And I actually moved in, because uh, this was after the... It just got really, really, really bad, and um, and I was just very, very unhappy living there. And um, work was great, you know. I had lots yeah. of work on. I've so you're outside of that house, and they just said, fine. they just said, come and stay with us. So there I went back to um, this white, wonderful top yeah. floor space mm. with children. I mean, it was noisy, mm. but great noise. Yeah. You know, it wasn't people like in in in, in Hope Street. Oh, yeah, they yeah. did. The t- the two women on the top floor, absolute murder. The guy above me. I thought I went to my window once, and I opened my um, bedroom window. It was like early hours of the morning. I thought it must have been a festival on the beerhead because really? music comes up. No, he just got one of those scents around things. Oh God. And it was... Just inconsiderate, is I know, but it was just then it began. You know, there's other things that you could put up with. Yeah. And you're trying to be a good neighbour, you know, dead nice guy other times, but, you know, um, it got to be problematic. And then you're just thinking, why am I living here now? Yeah. I, I'm not welcome anymore. I, I wasn't welcome. The I am not welcome and I need to leave. Did you? So I was sad. I walk past it now and it just makes me go, could I have done? No, sh- walk on. Just there's two things that I want to ask. So firstly, hmm. do you, uh, what, the people who you then, you talking about, like, you know, the conversation about moving in with them and stuff. Mm. Did you tell them what was going on paranormal-wise mm. and how, how did they react to it? They, they were just like, you know, there were a couple um, with three grown children and their attitude was just leave it all behind. Come come yeah. here, come here. They didn't laugh at me. They didn't, it wasn't like, because they know I'm not that sort of person. Well, yeah. I don't, I, I get paid for drama. Yeah. I, I don't have to pretend it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was the thing. Um, and it, again, if you're going to just make up a reason to not want to live in your flat. Oh, I have plenty. You, you know, yeah, yeah. You'd go with something other than, yes. and there's a demonic presence. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, I'm being haunted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there any chance you could move me around the corner? <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what? It, it was funny because I did try to leave. Yeah. Um, and I was shown a couple of flats in the area. I didn't particularly want to leave there, around there. Mm. And I'd made friends, you know, with people. Yeah. And it was where I wanted to be. And it just didn't want nothing. You. No, it just, I was not. It, I wonder who's in there now. Like, I wonder, I always think, you know, not that I'd have, ever have the bravado to do it, but I'd always love if you could just yeah. go up and knock and say, can I just ask? How are you here? Yeah. I, I know there was um, there was a nurse who lived there before me and she only stuck up for three months for whatever really? reason. Well, that's telling, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what, because you'll know this. Sorry, come on. Come on. No, I was going to say, and I found out there was, a, there was a much older guy who lived there for a while with his mum. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, was it her? Yeah. This guy looked after it. Was it her? Was it her? Was it the mum going, you know, you don't belong here. Get out because I don't like you. Mm. Whoever it was did not like me. Yeah. And I felt it personally. Yeah. You know, you, you just get it from some people, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you it, do. Yeah. Some people can express it with a look or a yeah. snore or whatever. This is how it felt. I wonder if, if you ever got a man living there on his own, if he was all right. You know, we say women so. yeah. that it didn't like women. Yeah, I think, I, I do think it would be all right. Mm. Um, and it was... It, yeah, it was very, very odd. And when I was asked to come and view the flat, they said, we're looking for the right person to move in. You know, just needs to be the right person. Words, yeah, it? well, that's what I thought afterwards. Because I was thinking, uh, you know, quiet, um, partying days are sort of, you know, yeah. pretty much done. So sort of quiet, older woman, in there, tolerant, I suppose. Yeah, that's what they mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Tolerant yeah. of the noise and the chaos. Mm-hmm. And it just got to be, oh... And it was, you know, it was going to be my lovely place and my garden yeah. outside. I was going to yeah. plant an Asa tree. and <laughs> You know, I had, that's what I mean, I had plans. Yeah. And then not too long after I moved in, probably after the first month, mm. things started to get stripped away from the lovely dream. Isn't that yeah. interesting? I'd love, mm. to, I'd love to go there. So how long were you for there in total? Did you over, 18 months. over 18 months. Over 18 months. And it was going to be 
forever. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be. Oh, it was. I just, yeah, yeah. Oh, that 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 was the plan. You'd expect that with a nurse as well, wouldn't you? A nurse would generally be looking for like a long term. Yeah. But, you know, yes. it's not a job that you move around a lot with. But it's interesting. She's as at well. the Royal. Yeah. Happy days. I can yeah. walk to work. Yeah. I mean, it's great for me because that's. I used to rehearse the other side of TJ's. Right. I used to walk. You know, Just my thing would be. Life, I'd, I'd run up. I'd run up the steps of the. Um, the Catholic Cathedral, yeah. you know, Rocky style, okay. to make sure I could still breathe at the top. You know, I'm fair, this is great, fantastic. And then, so I'd take all that energy with me. I'd have a great day rehearsing with mates, yeah. you know, whatever. And in the evenings, I'd be on stage singing, dancing, yay! And then as I'd got to the flat, up the steps to go in, it'd be like... And then in through the flat door and... Oh God, here we oh. go. And turn, turn the light on. It's no way to yeah. live, isn't it? No, it's no way to live, yeah. I, 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 very often, quite recently, said you need your, your house needs to be a place mm. where you you it's literally where you recharge and relax. It, yeah. yeah, it needs to be a sanctuary. Well, yeah. where where I live now is is that oh, you, really? you come back and you're like, oh, I live here. Isn't that great? Isn't it lovely when yeah. you walk into a flat and you go, I live here. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. is my home. I can't yeah. believe this. Yeah, you know, is. this is this is mine. This is great. Whether it's rented or whatever. Um, and I've lived. I've always lived in old buildings. The building I live in now. Is possibly is it older than the one on Hope Street? It could be, you know, it's around the same period. Yeah, it's, it's all the, the mansions, isn't it? From yeah. Way yeah. back when, when the money was in. Yeah, yeah, ours, ours definitely was. So out, outside mm. of the Hope Street apartment, mm. then obviously mm. you've done a lot of theatre work, um, but outside, just be it in theatre or be it in your personal life, mm. anything else in the, the world of the paranormal that you've encountered? I think I've I've always felt. And I've not been sort of taught it, but I always felt that sometimes there are things close to you. Now, like you're saying about that feeling of this is a female and I don't like yeah. it, stuff like that. I remember once we were we were travelling in Scotland. We were, you know, um, really happy. We travelled from uh, Sky across to Inverness and we were travelling down. And we stopped at this really old building, um, had to go and have a little route round. Um, and it was an old turret, turreted tower. Mm. And you just walked, I mean... It was open to the public. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't break into places. Open. But it was open to, and we, we walked in. I can't remember where exactly it was, but we're travelling down Scotland and walked into it. And it was, I, oh, even now, I cannot be here. I have to leave. Really? I cannot be here. I can't breathe properly and turn around and walk back down. Think, well, what was that all about? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. This is obviously pre-Hope Street days. I cannot be in that. I couldn't be in that room. Walked upstairs. It was like... Oh no, this is horrible, this is horrible. It felt like encroaching, horrible and covered. And sometimes you just get, I think, get out. Yeah. Get out, you know. Yeah. So I had to leave straight away. Um, some of the things I felt that people would look at you and go, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, have, no, have been, have been warm and positive. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had some very nice experiences that are not of, you know, not the ordinary. Yeah. Um, so you said about my mum, my mum, I just sort of feel, yeah, quite, quite close occasionally. You know? yeah. Sometimes I'll get, stop showing off, Ethna. Right, okay. Or no, it'll be Ethna. Even, even now when I say it, I can sort of feel it because that's how, yeah. you know, it's not even my name, mother. Right. <laughs> like, and then I'll just get that, oh, all right, I'll sit down. Yeah, you've got to tell just, off. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. But, but the, the, as I say, there's a closeness sometimes and a warmth that I, I quite like that there's, if there's something else about the veil being thin or whatever. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I've How not about, studied like, it. Theatres and the like, have you ever been somewhere you've, like, or have you ever heard a great story of somebody you've worked with in terms of the paranormal? The, the, the there's, there's, there's supposed to be, there's a ghost at um, the Royal Court Theatre. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a guy upstairs, and I've never really been up there on my own. Yeah. It's, it's never been within the remit for me to be there, so I don't know how that feels. Yeah. Um, but the court, to me, in all its... Because when I went there for the first time, I think about 2005, um, it was pre-all its modern renovations. Yeah, it's been done on quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was still pretty grubby in places, and you go downstairs, but I've always felt welcomed on that stage yeah felt welcomed on that stage and most theatres um i have to say i've that that's that's what that's i felt you've got. yeah you're working normally you're working with people that you really like yeah. and you're doing something exciting whether it's tragic or comic or musical or whatever yeah. um it's very rare sometimes you'll get smally dark places yeah but you can just i'll oh, just go that way mm. <laughs> yeah when you say you feel welcomed on the stage, is mm. that like a neutral, as in, you know, you were happy to be there and it was kind of a neutral place, or was it 
like a t an actual uh, a positive. Thing. Sometimes you'll feel it. Sometimes you'll feel something. Okay. You know, really. Um, I know it sounds like ridiculous, but sometimes you get that. I'm, yeah, I'm awfully glad you're here. It's it's and that's yeah, that's, that's my way of expressing it. Yeah. But then you, you, there's there's a warmth, and whether it's generated by the people around you or from you, just like I'm awfully glad you're here. Yeah. And there's a place where because I was a silent child, I was really quiet and timid as a kid. Yeah. So to end up standing in front of however oh many God, people, yeah, it yeah. tends to be going. And now you're going to listen to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got from that to that. Yeah. Really. No, I wouldn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, certain people pushing you, going, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. do it. But um, I've never, ever uh, been anywhere since where I've experienced that feeling of cold, mm. you know, get out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, because I always say to you, Donna, that I want... If he had no, absolute no emotions, I'd mm. love to go and just knock on mm. and say... Yeah. I wouldn't say... I believe that this is haunted. There's certain places that when I find out something pull out the haunted, I want to slip a note through yeah. and just say, if you're experiencing anything weird, please give us a call. Yeah, yeah acts like it's a generic. Acts like a generic yeah. and everyone's gone. I mean, yeah. to be fair, that's on Hope Street there and Gambia Terrace and all that area. Mm -hmm. They'd probably be all right with it because mm -hmm. they'd, they'd be like, well, you know, it's opposite to yeah. a massive graveyard, 50-odd thousand people in it. Yeah, because I did, I did sleep in, um, long before I moved up there, I did sleep in um, another flat on Hope Street Oh, yeah. Right, sort of the other end, you know, by the college. Yes. By, by you know, when it, it was opposite there. Um, and that was one where I just sat up. There was something in the room. Really? Yeah, I just sat up and thought, because uh, it was a friend's house. Not a close friend, but, you know, we can stay at ours. You know, my mum won't mind, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't really have been there. Because <laughs> um, my, my parents thought it was somewhere else. Um, but it was one of those, oh, great, okay, I can stay here. And oh, my God, what a great place. Yeah. I really don't ever want to be in this room again. Really? Mm. That's that was feeling. another Hope Street that was right the other end. Because there's a, one of the Hope Street houses um, has got links to the body snatchers, hasn't it? I believe. Uh, mm. In the basement, they found pickled bodies that were going to be sent up to Bergen Hair. Yeah, mm. they're quite a business house, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's an old street, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's yeah. one of the oldest in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. We've done a on one of our Halloween specials, Blackburn Houses on Hope Street for anyone who, who knows. Oh, yes, it's when the we, second, yeah. yeah, we've done our second Halloween special there, didn't we? Why didn't I know of this? I'm supposed to be appearing in Blackburn House a week Sunday. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm supposed to be doing a concert there. Oh, wow, with, with Blood Brothers friends, believe it or not. Oh, really? It's yeah. come full circle now, um, you see. Mickey Stark, who did Brookside. Yeah. Sinbad, Sinbad and yeah. Davy Edge. That, um, we, the we, the three of us, we, we did Blood Brothers together at the Leicester Haymarket. Oh, really? When the Mrs. Johnson was Leslie Nickel, who plays Mrs. Patmore, is it? In, um, um, oh, what's the... Oh, hello. Yeah, it's from... Um, Oh, gosh, what's it called? Why does it do this? You know the one, the very posh house and everything? They're all upstairs, downstairs, tried 70 things. Downton? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so we're supposed to be playing at Blackburn House. Oh, it's, really? it's a place I am very happy in. Yeah, it's... We've um, done a lot in. We've done yeah, it. We so done they it. were brilliant with us, weren't they? Yeah, they really, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, they I know them a full well. room. Yes. Um, yeah. And one and of them, like, did it with us. Max yeah, we did a seance. Yeah. Uh, we did a tour. Gorgeous girl. Oh, oh yeah. Max, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she helped publicize um, concerts I was doing there. Oh, yeah, wow, we yeah. we met and it was like, oh, you're slightly different, Max, aren't you? Love <laughs> yeah, it. Come on, Jimmy. She's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's really into it. Gorgeous. She done a she done a seance with us. Yeah, she gave us a tour. Which you don't normally get from people who say, you know, when you say like, can we come and do something spooky in your house? They don't normally say, yeah, and I'll do it with you. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, she gave us a full tour, which took us up to like this attic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, at the time we have one now, but we only had this set up for podcasting at the time. So we had to set up in a room, and we we got a portable recorder now, so we could off. Yeah. If we had yeah, it then, yeah. went round the full site. Yeah. But we, we, we had to keep coming back to the room and say, yeah. we didn't see it. But we also didn't realise, so I think you took a pendulum as well, didn't you? Oh, the, yeah. yeah. But the thing is with podcasts, it's completely audio. So <laughs> we just sat there in silence. I, was just, I said, yeah. this is going to be awful. He's awful. You haven't thought this through. Yeah, we were there for like three hours and it edited down to like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, is anyone there? 30 seconds of yeah, silence. You have to yeah. like, close up. Yeah, you need, you need audio activities, don't you? Not. Yeah, the people do. who are just listening to this, the pendulum is now moving from left <laughs> to right <laughs> in a very slow, circular move. Oh, it's going round. Oh, dear Lord, what's happening oh, now? I'm off. 
You can come to the next one. That, that, that was such a well-spoken English accent. That the Americans will be loving that. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know I'm the voice of the on the Mersey Ferry? Oh, you really? Stuff like that. Really? Yeah. That, that's that's my ferry the voice. Ferry, really? Guys, this is the ferry across the Mersey. The ferry across the Mersey. Yeah. I just sometimes feel I should go down and apologise to the poor lad so I should work on it. You know. Earn you all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are leaving us here at Birkenhurt, please make sure you've taken all your belongings with you. I've heard that voice so many times. You know what you really should do? You should wait till those guys get off the ship and start walking home and just like out of bushes. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. But leave. it's so funny, it's always got to be done into a glass so you get that echoey sound. It yeah, doesn't yeah. sound the same. Ladies and gentlemen, if you no. No, 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 no. I'm going to take a glass with yeah. everyone and go, and I'm going, guess who this is? No one will guess. So you see, from somebody who's like That's me, it. who's used to be, yeah, yeah. I agree, um, <laughs> who is like very positive, all of those yeah. things, to have spent 18 months from start to finish and end up where you're just like, I can't. Yeah, live I mean, here because anymore. it was obvious from when yeah. we first met you um, in the Blackburn. In the pub there, yeah. That you, you're obviously, a, a, you know, you wasn't drinking, and normally if someone's jolly and the drunk, you think, well, that's because they're drunk. But yeah. you wasn't drinking, you're jolly, enthusiastic, yeah. upbeat sort yeah. of person. I don't it, drink. It, it's quite obvious. I mean, I don't now. Yeah. And also, I wasn't drinking at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's been a long time since. But so, um, just to head back to that, because I'm trying to think now, it's, it's, I'm, remem I'm re remembering other things that, mm. you know, that happened that was sort of very, very odd. And things like, you know, the doorbell would go and I, I went to answer it and ah, I broke my toe on the way there and opened it and there's nobody there. And really? Had, See, yeah. that, that's... I had, you know, the doorbell went and I jumped, I was in the bedroom and I jumped to go and answer the door. Ow, ow, ow. And by the time I got back, I'd broken my toe. Wow. I, there, there was physical marks on my body from where I'd been there, you know. See, that's, seriously. that's different, isn't it? It's yeah. not yeah. just like a... I'm not that careless a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was just going to say, you know, all, all, all respect, you're not usually like a, a, a clumsy person. Or... I've never broken my toe before in my life. Right, okay. And I've never, walked, you know, gone into a fallen mirror or... Yeah, yeah the fall, what's all happened with the mirror again? Because that's jarring. There was there. one, if, if, if I just described to you, if the back room, um, say if, if, if you walk in and there's a massive big window in front of you, yeah. which looks onto the back garden yardy place, yeah. um... On the right-hand side of the wall, it's a very big, spacious room, very tall. Um, there's a massive fireplace, mm. and then there's an arch where, at one point, you would have walked from the front room through into the second room. Yeah. They, they, they be, these were your reception rooms. Yeah. yeah, when it was all one house. When it was yeah. all one house, yeah. these were your reception rooms. Mm -hmm. um, at the back of the hallway were the stairs upstairs, and also then downstairs to. Um, to the basement, mm. you know, so, mm -hmm. um, and so this big arch, I had a table there at one point, move furniture around, fitting everything in, this arch, that door, the entrance to that room was where the cold, horrible feeling was. So it was. literally hit you like a wall? You had you, to pass yeah. through it, and if you, I would catch myself looking over there, Right. You catch that, and once, I'd forgotten about this. I'm so glad you reminded me. Once, Sunday afternoon, I'm lying on the couch in this room, happily chatting away to a very good friend. Music's on, flowers, blah, 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 all of this business. You know, it's a nice um, Sunday afternoon. And the next moment, oh, I know, what's the matter? And a black wisp of fog, smoke, cloud just went from one wall through to the other. Really? I'm awfully sorry, Beck. But no, that's what I saw. I've never seen it before. Went, What's yeah. that? I said, you, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Electrically as well, things wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, yeah. wouldn't work properly. There was, there was all sorts of, oh, for God's sake, you know. Just it just me... sounds like such a dark place. I mean, you've described it wonderfully. Just that room. I, it does make me think, is there any sort of, have you ever seen any history on the, the building or anything like that? No. No. It sounds like it's a good job they did brick it up because at least you had the bedroom as well. the the bedroom. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, the bedroom absolutely was a sanctuary, and it was only you know when I was after I'd been living there for quite a while, I was sort of thinking, I'm living in this bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I, I was only in the back room if I if I had guests. If there were yeah. guests there, the atmosphere lightened. You know, people bring energies in with them, don't they? You know, yeah. and so if it if it was there, but I wouldn't um, I wouldn't spend a lot of time in that room on my own. Um, my son was my son was fine. He'd stay over. Again, though, if that room. ties into the the male, yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. Mm. So where was that? So so mm. when you said it was an out an outrigger, um, mm. so it would go 
bedroom, if you're looking at it like as a bird's eye yeah. view, it'd go bedroom, the dark room. Dark room. Kitchen, bathroom. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Kitchen, long corridor, bathroom. Right. So there was a space, you know, there's that space there, but um, lots of problems with water. Yeah. And electrics yeah. as well. Electrics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because so, they say that obviously don't they they say you know electrics is the one of the you'll often see yeah I watch a lot of these um, like most haunted and mm. you know where ghost hunting shows and you'll mm. often see if they're in an area where something's allegedly meant to be taking place mm. batteries will drain and mm. lights will go out and you know all sorts of as you say electrical interference yeah. stuff takes place yeah but I, I don't really watch those shows yeah so, this, so you wouldn't this know is, that. This is first-hand experience, yeah, yeah. you know. I wouldn't know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's the, that's the key thing. You yeah, know I wouldn't know what to look for. And I've never experienced anything like that before. But it, as you can see, it's, it's left its mark on me. Yeah. It really and did. And it's interesting that you say you still don't feel like you've completely got no. rid of it. No, no, mm. Mm. Well, we're going to talk uh, to Ethna some more on the Patreon episode. Yeah, you're going to stay with us for a little bit longer, aren't you? Yeah. Happy days. And we'll drill, we'll drill into that feeling that you've not like quite got rid of it yet. So, if you'd like to hear that, then you need to go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. In the meantime... Ladies and gentlemen, could you now go to patreon forward slash we need to talk about ghosts for more with Ethna Brown. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> well, sign off an episode any better than that. Well, on behalf of me and Becca, thank you very much. Yes, it's been an absolute so pleasure. Brilliant. There's nothing in this flat. Really? <laughs> And thank you. <laughs> you're not, not going to look back anymore. Yeah, right. bothers. <laughs> Thanks, Edna. <Anna. laughs>